Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. I'm Brett White. I'm Ashley K. Smalls. Uh, and we are here today to talk about the new MCU show, Echo. So I gotta, I'll start with like our general reactions. Um, Ashley, what'd you think overall? Uh, it was okay. Slow start. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually was going to text you like after episode two, like, um, how are you enjoying this? Because <laughs> I'm going to let you know right now, <laughs> it's looking shaky. I don't know if I'm going to be going in there or <laughs> seeing I watched the whole thing. Um, but it picked up by episode three, thankfully. So, but it, yes. it definitely was a, it was a slow start. I'm happy that you dropped all the episodes. Cause if I had to do this week by week, I think by week three, when it got good, I don't know if I would have been tapped in. Yeah. I feel like you and I would have been very cranky by the time we got to three. Uh, Brett, what about you? I mean, I, yeah, I, I think I was more enthralled by it. Um, cause I love, I really like took to the supporting cast, like pretty much like pretty yeah. immediately. I thought they were all really great. Um, but again, like I watched all five episodes in three hours, like by midnight on the day it was released, I was oh, done. Shit. Okay. Cause I mean, it's only, yeah, it's like five 30 to 40 minute episodes. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, like just, so like the, I feel like it was proportional to the commitment, you know, That's like right. it was, it was good enough for like a three hour, you know, all in one. Binge. That's fair. Yeah. And that, um, and that was, yeah. But yeah, if I had it, like week by week, I think they were very, smart in not doing this week by week. And that's not to say that it's bad. I mean, I honestly think like a lot of the Marvel shows could have benefited from either multi-episode drops or all at once. Mm. So I think that they, I think they made the, the right move with this. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I think I definitely was like clocking out a little bit in the first two episodes. Um, and but I do agree, Brett, I think the supporting cast really was its strength. And I actually think this could have used like one or two more episodes almost. Um, like, I, I wish we had a little bit more time with the supporting cast because by the end of it, when her sister is kidnapped, but her sister has her hair down, I was like, who is that? Because oh, yeah. in the prior scene, her hair was up and I am that dumb that I was like, well, that's not her sister because, oh, right, it is. She yeah, for how her. close their bond was... Um she really didn't do much in the series. I mean, I'm assuming maybe she was a victim of the uh, edit or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cause wait, do either of you know, I, I kept hearing people say this, but I couldn't find it in an article that like it was, they like cut it shorter. Yeah. I think, they, yeah, yeah, well, okay. I think I assume it was originally a six episode and you know, all the doomsday rumors about like, there was a ton of reshoots. It was unreleasable. I mean, I remember seeing a, tr an early trailer for this at, um, I guess D23 in 2021 or or whatever. Oh. I mean, that that had a lot of footage that I don't think I saw in this. Um, and when you when you look at the five episodes we got, I mean, it, it really is. The last episode's like a half hour. The first episode maybe has 15 minutes of new footage in it. <laughs> the first episode is just Hawkeye. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I did pick up so on it. So it really is like, it's like they took us what was probably going to be a six episode series and pared it down to about essentially four, you know? Hmm. Yeah. That, <clears throat> I, I wonder what, I don't know that because yeah, they did have this, they've been talking about this show for like, since Hawkeye came out, right. Didn't yeah. we go like, no, like no watching the show that she was getting her own. Yeah, series? I think so. Yeah. Um, well, and then there was a, we'll probably talk about it, but there was the whole um, heavily, heavily, heavily rumored, uh, subplot about you know Matt Murdock comes to town looking for someone. It's probably Jessica Jones that just yeah. everyone spoke about with such certainty, and I, 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 that feels like a thing that was probably cut out. And as a Daredevil super fan, I'll say probably the right move. Yeah, no, you know, it became um, it would have became Daredevil's show, which yep. clearly a certain subsection of you know MCU yep. fans wanted and would not have been fair to. Like if you're gonna right. do an Echo show, then stick to it. And if you are gonna yeah. use side character, excuse me, side characters to give more of you know another character something to do, then just just go ahead and expedite his show if that's what you're gonna do. Yeah, it's very Reed Richards is gonna come in and save Wanda. It's yeah. very that energy, like them really, really wanting any white male from the Marvel universe to come <laughs> and save her, uh, one that we've never seen before, just all of a sudden making a debut. So yeah, I. I 
I obviously would have loved more Daredevil, but I do think if you're the person complaining about not getting enough of the white man in Marvel's first ever indigenous lead series, uh, maybe re uh, reevaluate your priorities. <laughs> yeah, I I do think it was a mistake for them to show Daredevil in every preview because it's like, well, he's in it for like 25 seconds and it's yeah. cool, but I think oh, that would be a cooler cool. yeah. surprise. Don't you both think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like they were like, oh, shit, let's throw Daredevil in the he's in it. So let's throw him in the commercials. So that way <clears> we like get those fans. Um, but OK, so I think. And this is maybe a stupid, it's not even like a complaint. It's just, I, I feel like they were kind of going for the M. I mean, they were going for the MCU Netflix vibe, Oh yeah. but taking her out of the city so quickly kind of like changed. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, the, for street level, I like it to be like the streets of like the city where there's a bunch of people and like making it not that I don't know because then I but I liked all the supporting characters and like we wouldn't have gotten them if we were in the city. Um, I think they could have done more to show the streets of Tamaha. Uh, yeah, maybe like that's it. you know because I I like that she went there because there was a Fisk like shipping uh, right. um, station outpost house department warehouse whatever and she knew like okay this is one i can get into because like my uncle basically runs it so i can just get in there i can you know set the explosives on it blow them the fuck up and get out um because i read one review that was like we don't even know why she's there and i was like okay well i was paying attention (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) but i mean we should have seen more of like you know fisk's grip on the family and the town and you know um, and also like more preparation for the powwow because like uh, one of the things I loved was the <laughs> very bizarre feud between that bead maker and Echo's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I I also like so I, I I was reading a bunch of reviews today to see like I don't know what to like what other people were saying and some of the complaints were really annoying. Some of the complaints were like oh, we don't explain why Daredevil's there or who he is. And it's like- That is very telling of yourself as a fan if you need for them to verbally make that link for you. Even if you didn't watch the show, um, it should not take a rocket scientist to understand that this is a very common- And he kind of, he says, I was watching them all night and then you guys came along. So you very clearly see, and also this is taking place during the blip. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it's also crime. like he's a guy in a mask and this is a Marvel show. Yeah, so even I mean, if you like, don't even know who Daredevil is, he is miscellaneous superhero. Like, I, I think honestly, I'm sorry, but that that definitely speaks to the kinds of fans who are into MCU and not really Marvel itself. When you yeah. need your hands guide, when you need your hands held for every little thing, um, because you should be able to drop in um, on this random crime that's happening. Understand that this is a world where random ass people put on a mask because they have whatever super uh, abilities. Um, like it just, it doesn't take rocket science. I'm just sorry. Like, you know, you're, you're a dumbass. Like you, you, yeah. you, need, you need everything explained to you. You need everything connected to the original Avenger story or whatever. It's like, please you, you what? And then inversely, I read something that was like, Oh, you need like a PhD to understand the universe. And like this show, you very much do not like, yeah, that's why it's a Marvel spotlight, which is yeah. funny, but like, well, I, it is weird. I think honestly, like it was really funny when they announced that Marvel spotlight thing of like, these are going to be projects that, you know, aren't really tied into the main content. And I was thinking like, well, this is a spinoff from Hawkeye that's bringing in potential continuity from a whole other streaming service and multiple <laughs> other seasons. So it feels yeah. like this is not diverse. This is this is two continuities. But I still <laughs> think that like the fact that they devoted almost all of episode one to just a, you know, previously on Hawkeye, uh, which I did like that they, you know, presented in chronological order and gave us a whole, a whole lot of new stuff to show, you know, connecting the dots. Uh, But I feel like they did a very good job of establishing who she is. And then they got her away from all that stuff to a place we've never seen before. Um, Yeah. So I think that this did a really good job of balancing like, being very continuity heavy while not being continuity heavy at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I think it's weird because I, I'm like bummed that it's not getting 
it's getting very mixed reviews. I feel like it's either people are like, this is great, or like, this is like dog shit. But I guess that's also kind of how Marvel gets reviewed these days, right? Yeah. Um, But like, I did, the beginning was, I did think it was like a little too slow. Um, And this is just my problem. My ADD brain, I need to be like doing something while I'm watching. And this was a show you kind of couldn't do that because like yeah. you had to read what they were saying. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of times where I was like, wait a minute. I don't know what happened the last 10 minutes. Let me skip back and watch that again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the first episode, I think I watched those first like 30 minutes like twice because it was just like, oops, I wasn't paying attention. But then like you said, right, it was mostly showing you what happened. Yeah. In I mean, I'm like the opposite in that. Like, I really like the fact that for three hours, I like put my phone away and was able to just like, you know, I put all the lights on like a red moody something or other. <laughs> and then I, and you know, closed the blinds and I was able to escape into a Marvel show for like three solid hours, which is like, Oh, this is nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I do think she is really good. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I appreciated that she, you know, is she is deaf, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I appreciated that. And I felt like, I don't know if I don't know if you both saw there was like um, in the new Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials, there was a some like special agent that she was in a wheelchair. And of course, the like dumb like incels were mad because there was a black trans woman and there was a woman in a wheelchair who was like an agent. And they were like, oh, she doesn't even do it right. And they were like complaining about that actor saying she was bad at pretending. But like the woman actually is uses a wheelchair in real life. <sighs> but like these dummies don't know, like, yeah, sometimes you can move your legs a little bit. If you're in a wheelchair, doesn't oh mean, god. you know, Oh my God. Um, and I like basic knowledge. You accrue living right, life. <laughs> right. Like I remember as a kid being like, mom, that person got out of the wheelchair. They don't need one. And she was like, one, mind your business. And two, yes, they do. You don't know what they need. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just remember her like immediately yelling at me and being like, shut up. Um, and learning that pretty quickly. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like seeing that because I also sometimes, um, she would like kind of whisper speak the words, um, and that, you know, I, some deaf people do do that. So I, I kind of liked, she didn't always do it, but she did it sometimes. And I, I, I liked that aspect of how real it felt and how she conveyed her emotions. Um, I liked that her family, you know, all spoke, ASL with her. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like that they didn't minimize it either. Like I did have to pay attention. And again, that's on my ADD brain of being like, okay, you actually have to look to see what they're saying. And I like that they didn't try to, you know, when we did the thing with Kingpin, when he brings her the contact, I was like, mm, that's a little cheap, but I get it. And then I kind of uh, yeah, yeah. like that. And they it fits like, in with his characterization yes. of like, you know, cause which are they even, she even calls out like, you love me. You've never even learned sign language. Yes. Like, yes. You had, I you had to go him. and get some like former Stark to employees right. to I, work I really off the clock. That, that subtle kind of message in terms of like the difference between, I don't like using the term actual family because obviously adopted mm. family can be, you know, your real family. But like right. that's in the sense of when someone's telling you they're your family but aren't really showing you compared to like, yep. like everyone in her family could speak with her. Like even her extended family members. Like it wasn't just it wasn't just like secluded to her parents and her her grandparents. All her uncles, um, her cousins knew how to talk. And then also even that, even the two um even uh two people who who could hear, you know, using sign language to talk to each other when they were being taken uh hostage to send yeah. messages to each other. Um, so it became very clear that knowing ASL was a way in which um, they they communicated to make sure that everyone in their family felt included compared to Fist saying, you know, you know, he calls you his niece and, and, you know, she does see him as her uncle, even in the ending scene when, you know, she could very much be like, fuck you, you, you manipulated me. She still calls him her uncle, but like, yeah, I really did like that call out of the fact that like, the other people who call her family make the effort to make sure that they can communicate with her the way that she prefers rather than trying to find shortcuts. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I watched, I, there's like a, um, there's like a featurette or something that's on Marvel, uh, on, on the YouTube about, they were talking about the ASL and how like they, they even like differentiated it by even family member like Bonnie, since they like are the same age and grew up together. 
Like Mm. she grew up, she grew up having to speak ASL. So she doesn't talk while she signs because she's fluent. Whereas the grandparents who had to learn it later in life still like mouth along. There's actually a, a name for it when you say while signing. So that like, I really love that, e- that attention to detail of like, you know, the younger people who learned it when they were younger are more fluent than the older. It's just cool. You know, that's funny. Cause when my, when I was a kid, that's how my grandma taught me Spanish is she would say something in Spanish and she would kind of gauge if I understood or not, and then just repeat it in English. And that's how I got to like mm. learn it is because she would always speak to like her grandkids in Spanish, but she would do the thing where like, if she thought they didn't understand, then she would say it in English so that we knew. And I don't know. Yeah. I think that like, you know, and that's someone whose first language was Spanish and she learned English, but like, I don't know. I, I think that like the, the grandparents doing the communicating with, I, I don't know. I just like that. And I, I didn't know that was considered yeah. something different. And I like that. That is, <clears throat> That's like a, a good detail. Um, I also, I liked the thing. I, I I really liked the grandma Chula. I liked, I liked that she was able to be flawed. Um, mm-hmm. That's a big thing I've been thinking about lately with like, you know, uh, like d- discourse on certain movies. That's just so stupid. And like wanting everyone to be pure. I liked that. Like the grandma kind of fully owns up to, I only couldn't be around you because you reminded me of my daughter. And, and also, like, I hated your dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, and fully, like, that's not a virtuous thing. I mean, that Tantu Cardinal, the actress, like, I, God, I mean, I wish that these shows could be considered for Emmys, <laughs> which, you know, they won't ever be taken seriously, I guess. But um, they, I thought yeah. she was for, like the technical aspects. Like, I can see. It yeah. Yeah. But like, like costumes and stuff she like was so good. Yeah. I really, yeah. really liked her a lot. Yeah. And I thought <clears throat> there's a um, the scene when they're at the house talking and I forget what echo specifically what she specifically says to her something like and you like and you abandon me and the grandma lets out like this like very sad whimper and i was like oh god my heart um mm-hmm. and it like i don't know you could feel that the grandma did feel guilt over that right like and i yeah. I, did, I appreciated that i appreciated that it wasn't just i don't know sometimes with this shit it's like either they like want it to be the older relative is you know, black or white, like, oh, they're like either like staunchly bad or staunchly good. And I liked that it was like, she just was grieving and in pain. So she kind of pushed her away. Right. Um, yep. She kept the other sister, but not her, um, which is a shitty move. And like, you understand why she might have these like ill feelings towards her grandma. Right. Like she split up her and her sister. Um, but then you like also understand kind of where the grandma was coming from. Um, I do have a question for you. Question for the class. I can't remember. <laughs> Hawkeye. Hawkeye technically kills her father, right? I don't yes. remember the. I don't remember the how it actually was Kingpin. Now Kingpin that, like told him say, where they were, right? What happened? Kingpin told him like Kingpin's the one that like told Ronan uh, where to go. Basically, I think is the thing like like leaked that to um, Hawkeye to go kill basically like turned Ronan into an accidental assassin um, for to, you know, knock him out. So, <clears throat> which they did not really explain in, in this. Yeah. They never really, they, they that like in all that they went over in Hawkeye. I mean, from Hawkeye in the show, like that's something that should have been reiterated. Cause I did not rewatch Hawkeye before watching this. Yeah. Um, and honestly, looking back on Hawkeye, I mean, it could be that because it's been like a couple years since I've seen it, but I don't remember them going into like I do remember the scenes in which she, which he says. I think that just also comes down to them not really engaging with the discourse about the fact that Hawkeye was very clearly a villain and like not really wanting to have that conversation. The fact that he was attacking mostly people of color because, right. <laughs> like, it was like one of those things of like we know, like I, I do believe, Bright, you're right in terms of he was sort of led down that road because he, he was, you know, told, I guess, wrong information, but you still killed him. Um, and that's also because you were on a war path. And so, (laughs) you know, like we weren't, we weren't having enough of a conversation. Like it was just sort of a breeze through when clearly it should have been a little bit more. Um, we should have been having more of a conversation around it. So. It's kind of like at the end of guardians when Ronan is dead and they're like, Hey Drax, Hey, Ronan's dead. He's like, no, now I have to go after Ronan's boss. Thanos, you know, and I feel like it was kind of like 
that like Hawkeye absolutely killed your father. But, you know, it was Kingpin that was like, hey, can you go kill this guy? <laughs> can can someone go uh, tell Ronan to go kill this guy? <clears throat> yeah, because like I I mean, Ashley, yeah, I do think it's like, well, let's absolve Hawkeye of this because yeah. technically he still did stab her father with his weapon and literally kill him. Well, um, and also do like dozen other people there too. <laughs> it's like, yeah. there should be like a dozen echoes running around. Like, <laughs> Where kill Hawkeye? Um, <laughs> I like the idea of there being a bunch every series. There's like 10 more series of someone wanting to get revenge on Hawkeye. Cause I yeah. mean, that would make sense. That would, um, that should be the whole fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I did like, oh God, even one of the articles I saw was like, Ooh, and they don't explain who that was. And it's like, I don't what. What? Like he is. They don't very, explain who Jeremy Renner is. Right. Like, come on. He's like, Literally one of the first Avengers in the movies. If you don't know who he is, I, I like, sure. Like my mom or dad might've been like, wait, who's that? But like, I don't know. Right. Like, I mean, like odds are, I don't know who is watching echo that has never watched another Marvel thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I do think that like, just if you've just seen a random assortment of Marvel stuff, Jeremy Renner's been in enough of it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like, and he's also just one of the more, famous people on earth. Uh, you know, thanks to his, he was the most his ex- blood last year because of the accident. Like, so yeah, people clearly know him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, people want to have the same complaints of Marvel forever. And that I feel like that's just always going to be one of the annoying things. People are like, Oh, they didn't explain this or they explain it too much. Or, it's like, you know, it's the same thing where it's like, there's not enough cameos or there's too many cameos. Oh, and it's God. Like, yeah. There's no winning on that end. Um, yeah. Um, so I I think a thing that has been like a little bit bumming me out, which I keep thinking of, is like the shows where Marvel takes their like swings of like diversity and doing something different are on things like this and the Eternals where like, it feels like they're like, eh, let's see. And it's like such a low stakes character where like no one knows them. So people care less. And then they can be like, well, look, it didn't work. Um, I'm glad at least there are some good reviews for it. And some people who seem to like it more than, you know, any of the three of us did, which I'm glad because I don't want it to be like the one, like you said, it's like the, the one show led by, um, a woman of color and she's, you know, deaf and an amputee and indigenous. Yes. Like, I mean, and is, and so like, I think the, the thing to really talk about, which kind of speaks to your point is like they, this whole series almost existed to turn echo into like a bona fide Marvel superhero. Because I remember, I remember like watching like, um, the featurettes and because I, I live for that shit. I live for behind the scenes <laughs> shit that gets me hyped. And they were I'm talking really, about like, oh, this is a good source of info for all <laughs> of the behind the scenes. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> they're just like, oh, this is our first Native American superhero. And in my, you know, dumb, like Marvel super nerd brain, I'm like, well, I mean, she has photographic reflexes and, you know, has been around for about 20 years, but never really stuck her. I mean, she died in the Moon Knight comic book and she was Ronan for like, you know, my my nitpicky brain is like, she doesn't really have superpowers. So I don't know if you got her. So I love <laughs> I love that they did actually take the time to give her like a superhero costume that is that means something to her and her heritage and incorporates her comic book, like the sunburst like logo thing. And also gave her actual superpowers. Um, that was very like Buffy to one, like one in the generation, you know, it, it, from this point on anyone who could be potential is a slayer. Like I, which I, yeah. you know, appreciated, Brett, I am so glad you brought that up because that's exactly what I was thinking. But of course, that's what yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, it. So like, you know, that moment was I think the finale is very clumsy, uh, very much the result of I mean, it felt very WandaVision finale of like, yeah, uh, we got to wrap this thing up fast and reshoots. <laughs> but I did appreciate them taking the echo that we have in the comics and actually like giving her the 
history and gravitas and mythology and, and shit that is reserved for all the superheroes that were created by white men in the sixties. So I think that's cool. <laughs> um, okay. Speaking of the finale, I didn't, I liked the thing I liked is we got everyone kind of working together, but it still did feel like the one division finale because I also had no clue what she actually did to Kingpin, and he just leaves. I her, her the way in they didn't really explain her power right? in terms of what <laughs> it is. We just see that when she puts her fingers together, apparently something can happen. You're not explaining. Is it telekinesis? Is it telepathy? Right. Tele- uh, telepathy. She heals. She heals the wounds. <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and while we're on that subject, like I, I do not like this. I think it works for her, even though I would like them to properly explain better what it is that she can do. Um, but if you, you, if you've ever read an Echo comic, you know the reason why she's called Echo is not because of this power, because of her ancestors and echoing through her. Is because she basically has the same powers as, as Taskmaster. She can copy yeah. people's movements. Um, and I, I mean, Marvel has basically made it very clear they don't want any two people in the MCU who have the same powers. So yeah. I guess I shouldn't be shocked that they, of course, changed her powers. Um, but I am not... I like that. I think it works for Echo. I just don't like this trend we seem to be on with the MCU where every time they introduce a person, a, 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 I shouldn't say a superhero because she's not a superhero, but like a, a, a character of color who's going to have superpowers, their superpowers have to be linked to their ancestry or their identity in mm-hmm. some way. Like we're now, of course it made sense with Black Panther. That's his actual story. But then they did that yeah. with Miss Marvel and now they're doing it with Echo I don't like this trend. It's like the only characters who we have who have who are kind of superpowered individuals, um, and really they they don't have superpowers themselves. But it's like the only characters we have who are superheroes who are just superheroes for the fact that they're just you know skilled is like the the characters who were formerly sidekicks like Rhodey and um, Falcon. Well, Captain America yeah. now, and so. I don't like that every time they try to introduce a character of color with superpowers, it has to be that like, it's just, it's a little lazy and I think it's starting to become a little overdone. Um, Even with, for example, um, Namor, you know, they changed his backstory to be linked to he, you know, yeah, yeah, his, yeah. his name so i'm just his like name. exactly so it's just like <laughs> it was cool for a while but now this is starting to become a bit of repetition um and you know me i always get very nervous because the person i'm gonna think of most is storm and even though especially because like you can do so much with their ancestry to link it to who they are as superpowered individuals without needing their powers themselves to link back to it like you know, like yeah. there's so much to do with Storm's story around her ancestry without having to make it seem like she's a mutant, but it's specifically, you know, witchcraft because her father, her mother was a high priest. Like, yeah. no, no, let's not. I, don't, I see where you're going with this. I don't like it. So let's. <laughs> she was like, stop. I right did there. like, I liked, I think what you're also kind of touching, touching upon is like the failure of the American public school system in a way, because <laughs> like both Echo and Ms. Marvel were also kind of doing the like PBS heavy lifting of like, here is actual history Mm -hmm. that none of you like white people, (laughs) like none of you Americans know because they won't teach you any, they won't teach you like correct history. So it's almost like the Marvel shows are taking on the role of like, okay, well we also need to just, you know, for the culture, we got to explain something so that people can actually see beyond the stereotypes. And so I like that every episode, like the first three episodes started with a Choctaw, Mm -hmm. uh, like a legend, which I think are all, I tried to like, look, look up. I was on my phone and I hate doing Wikipedia on my phone. Um, But like, I think the, the one cool thing is like the stickball game that I think is episode two that's where fucking lacrosse comes from, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not know that until I went to the Wikipedia and was like, I did not know that either. Well, and also it's because, again, you know, growing up in the South and fucking Tennessee and getting all of my history that way, like we're never taught that like native peoples had like that looked like a modern sporting game. Like we might as well have been in Manchester watching a soccer match. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was so like big and grand. And they're like, this is in fucking Alabama. 
You know, like this <laughs> happened and this is a part of our American history that we don't talk about because we're ashamed of. Well, now we're not ashamed. We uh, just don't want to talk about how we uh, committed genocide. Um, <laughs> so I love that we actually got to see that in all its grandeur and then going on Wikipedia and finding out that is where the fucking whitest sport like the Ivy Leagues co-opted this native <laughs> This native sport turned into lacrosse like wild. Anyway, <laughs> I did not know that. Huh? I, yeah. So I did a thing. I also want to talk about is Kingpin because I, I think I can now say this. I think I felt this before, but I think he is one of the maybe top five best MCU villains. And I'm so glad he is in the MCU because I do think like when she sees him on her porch, the dread I felt it was like oh God horror movie dread where it's like oh fuck Ghostface is here and he's mm-hmm. looking at Gail Weathers like fuck um, Vincent D'Onofrio is so fucking good mm-hmm. as that character mm-hmm. like it and makes cares like, so much yes, I was just saying like the fact that he loves playing him the footage of the red carpet where he had David Mack the creator of Echo like with him and was like talking to reporters and being like, this is David Mack. He created echo. I also consulted with him a whole bunch, (laughs) like while doing daredevil, like uh, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, He's just a, he's a, he has kind of a share presence on Twitter that I, (laughs) that I enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it's like, he's like a boomer, but liberal. And I love that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, But But he's great. He's great. And I'm so glad he's in the MCU and God damn it. I want to see him and Tom Holland in a scene together. Yes. Especially because I think of, I did really like that final fight in Hawkeye between him and Kate Bishop. And she is so much smaller than him, it makes him even more imposing. And I would assume he is also so much bigger than Tom Holland that he would seem very imposing yeah. as well next to, like, baby twunk-sized Tom Holland. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think Vincent D'Onofrio is such a good, like, I, I, I like how... If this makes sense, like, I like that he is both clearly a good, like, businessman, whatever, whatever you call that, but also, like, a sociopath, and he does, for all of the terribleness, he does care about her, right? Like, I do think, in his way of caring about someone, she is, like, aside from Vanessa, who we have not heard of in the MCU official yet, I think Echo's, like, the person he cares about most, who is alive, Right? In his own way. Yeah. Like how like, like like Thanos and Gamora. Yeah, yes. And I I like that we see that. Like he gives her that hammer and he meant it when he was like, go ahead, set me free. Like I don't think he was like trying to call a bluff. I think he was just like, Yeah, sure, kill me. Okay. <laughs> and I just I, I like that unhingedness of this like in a way like a this like bigger than life crime boss who cares for this woman that he adopted as a daughter who clearly fucking hates him he knows he killed her father but he still does care about her even though he killed her father and and he also like you know threatened to kill her uncle we find out and like all this you know he clearly doesn't have any compassion for I mean, in the skating rink fight, which I think is, you know, probably the best moment of the series. Yeah. Up there. I mean, as soon as the Rob Zombie started playing, I was like, yeah, this is very much a skating rink that has a 1998 playlist and Echo's <laughs> turning it up to 11. Um, <laughs> but it's like she was he was ready to kill like everyone there until they were like, uh, yeah, this isn't the right, uh, <laughs> you know, Maya or like Maya's here or something. Yeah. And I. I don't know. That's that's the kind of shit I like that I don't think we get as often with MCU. Like we did get it with Thanos, but Thanos felt like I don't know. I think there's something about Kingpin being just like a regular guy who's not really regular, but like for all intents and purposes is like a regular human who just is like this brutal strength because he's so unhinged and like I don't know. I yeah. like and I I really like the scene that we saw when he beats the shit out of that street vendor who makes fun of Maya. Yeah. And then he's like, I need a new coat because he doesn't want to scare this child. He actually cares enough about her that he's not only basically murdering a street vendor for being mean to her, 
but is like, oh, also get me a new coat because she will see the blood. She will get scared. And then we see her walk up, which I loved. I love that this little girl who is like, what, maybe 10 or, or like, younger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved that scene because he then uses that against her later. Right. When he's like, you never said no, you never pleaded for anyone's life. Like you knew what you were doing. And I don't know. I just like she was also a fucking child, dude. So like, yeah, she didn't know any better. But I thought that a lesser written series would have had that child be scared. Right. It would have been like, oh, well, we can't have her do that because then it's her fault. But like, we know that she was a child. So, no, it's not her fault. Like he basically like groomed her to be a murderer. Right. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I'm really excited that he's in the MCU. Yeah, he's so uh, good. I think the the most interesting, you know, if you want to get to the nerdy, nitty gritty or whatever of it, is the fact that they did import, like, the Netflix Kingpin origin to this series. Yeah. With yeah. the, like, they even show a scene of him staring at, like, the white painting. I don't think, I don't think it was footage from the Netflix series. But there was, like, when, when, uh, when Echo goes, like, touches his heart and, like, goes back to past kingpin yeah because remember like when we first see kingpin in the in daredevil in on netflix he's like at the museum and just staring at that big white painting and we find out later on in the season that's because he would stare at a wall that looked like that while his mother was getting beaten and so it's like a you know Mm. triggered in his brain so like the fact that they imported that over you know is interesting and they even used i mean well actually yeah like the the one of the teasers for echo was just an origin of Kingpin using all the Netflix uh, Daredevil footage oh, really? of like him as a kid beat like killing his dad with a hammer and stuff. And so like, because we did know, know that, right? We did know that. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's uh, okay. revealed like in season one of Daredevil. I, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, but yeah, no, I, everyone can complain about that type of shit, but I think they did a good job of like weaving it into the story. So you knew yeah. enough about him. Yeah. Um, like I said, the only thing I kept waiting for him to do was bring up Vanessa because, right, he like every scene and every like of those Netflix shows, he was talking about her. Um, I know. Oh, I love that Vanessa. And they fucking recast her. Oh, they Which makes her? me think that it is a that it is a different. This is where I have to like turn off the comic book fan brain and just be like, just fucking watch it. It doesn't <laughs> matter what universe it is. It can be a different fist because they could have the same origin, but with a different Vanessa, it is all fine. Don't worry about it. Because then, but then they also just announced just the other day that they are bringing um, Karen Page and Foggy Nelson. Oh, they did announce that? Yeah, yeah. Man, I love my mental health leave. It's like, let's just chill and not do anything. Yeah, they, right, Ashley, you saw that, right? Yeah, I did. They did say that they're bringing her. Yeah. Good. (laughs) Because Karen Page is so good. (laughs) I do love her, Ashley. You're not a big fan, right? Oh. The way that she fucking first shot Wesley and then two years later is like, hey, Kingpin, I fucking killed him. So <laughs> good. Uh, <clears throat> she's a bad writer, but <laughs> I I liked her on Punisher a lot, too. Um, I, I just like I am so happy that we're bringing these characters in because I do. Not all of them stayed great in later seasons, but like I, those oh first ones though, were they did their right? big one on all the Netflix shows. Um, yeah, and Daredevil was like the Jessica only one Ch- that basically was able to maintain. Um, not that the it, quality, yeah, and then the rest, like, because I was actually a bigger fan of Jessica Jones than anything too, yeah. else, and then those later se- seasons was just like Oof. That, what they did to Hellcat made yes. me yeah, so I was, I fucking. Was, listen, I was ready for them to kill her. I was like, "Look, <laughs> we can just get her out of here." I was like, "We gotta go." Like, like, <laughs> like, I, like, I went from like, I cannot wait to see her be, to become a superhero to like, dear God, yeah, just. I was ready for nah. I was, I was straight up like, "Look, this is done." Her, I won't even cry about it. I'm so serious. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be, I'll be messy and always say that Iron Fist season two was actually. I did not watch good. that one. I did not watch that one. Uh, they, I, I they, well, it was only eight episodes, one. which, you know, uh, good thing. Number one, five episodes shorter than all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, really great fight scenes and the Misty Knight, Colleen Wing uh, team ups. And also fucking Alice Eva's Typhoid Mary was really, I loved that. 
Notice how I'm not talking about Iron Fist at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Brett, I think that's what you had. So I was like, ooh, someone told me that. I think it was you that was like, well, she is so good in it. That is a reason to watch. Um, Yeah, I... Because all of them, I think, have like really great first seasons. Uh, Iron Fist was not the best, but um, even Punisher, which is a character I never care about. I loved it. Um, And I'm just really excited. Like the thing I think Echo did do well, I did not. I thought, I mean, it wasn't as violent as like Daredevil season one when you see that dude getting shoved onto a pole. But they did a good job. But like, I really thought it would be very sanitized violence. And while it was more sanitized, it was not. Like when that dude gets shot in the roller rink and like falls on the table and is just like staring like, at some dead displays like Jesus yeah. over the table. Like, yeah, that was. Yeah, I was like surprised that they did that. Um, and okay, I think- the dumbest moment in the whole fucking thing, though. Sorry, <laughs> no, what? Because <laughs> I just I just hit that. What did she fucking build in that janitor's closet that could shoot like lug nuts? I have no idea. I didn't, realize it, I didn't realize it wasn't bullets till she shot that woman and the woman wasn't like shot shot. I was like, oh, it's like she right. put like a rubber band on a roller skate. And like it, it was basically like all of a sudden Echo has MacGyver powers. So it's like <laughs> we have not seen hide nor now there is precedent because her grandfather does, you know, uh, fix things up in a in a in a uh, right uh, pawn shop. But I just came out of nowhere and I was like, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> I, I definitely missed that. Cause I was like, Oh, she found a gun. And then I was like, Oh, it's not a gun. I don't know what the hell this is. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, and I, I saw some people criticizing the fight scenes, but I thought they were good. Mm-hmm. Ashley, what'd you think? Yeah. Did you like them? They linked in the show for me. Like, I think I remember I saw people complaining when the clips leaked onto social media. For, I shouldn't say, yeah, because it may have been a promo. Um, and it, but it looked a little bit like the practice shoot of them getting ready to film. I was, mm. I don't know, but like, so I understood where some people were coming from in terms of the clips, but when it's time to at watch the actual show, it all, it like, they, they worked really well for me, particularly, um, the daredevil one, um, did yeah. well. And then yeah. the scene in the bowling, not the, no, excuse me, not bowling alley, the roller, the roller rink, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. was a really good fight scene as well. Um, and it also just made me realize we really haven't had any like fight scenes in the MCU like that. I guess it's because oh, yeah. everyone's been so super powered that instead of actual hand to hand combat, we just yeah. need people shooting lasers at each other. Um, <laughs> so it's like, it, it was just nice to see like good old fashioned, which is also what I think back about it. Maybe it was a little bit of why I actually liked Hawkeye too. Um, yeah. yeah. We didn't have as good fighting scenes as Echo but definitely was a step up from the fact that we had just been watching, you know, Iron Man throw a rocket someplace and then things blow up. Right. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so, but I, I thought that they worked really well. It also could be that when you watch it on a TV screen, um, it's just a different viewing experience than yeah. seeing things on your Yeah, phone. especially if they're like cropping it for, you know, vertical phones mm-hmm. or whatever can make it look weird. I also really liked the train uh, sequence. Like that is probably the only moment of the series that actually felt big budget in a way. Like the shot, like the shot of her jumping off of the train, silhouetted by the moon, going onto Biscuits' truck, which I cannot believe that I have gone forty three minutes and not mentioned that Biscuits <laughs> is the sexiest man in the MCU. Right. I knew you were going to say that, Brett. I knew God, he was so cute. <laughs> I Brett, loved I have, him. I have nailed down your specific type. Protect and like- <laughs> Biscuits at all costs. I want Biscuits to intern at N- Nelson and Murdoch. <laughs> Get your law degree, Biscuits. <laughs> I... He's a character of the, him and the grandma were my favorites of the like family supporting characters. Um, and I was afraid he was going to die because I feel like he was the one that you like, le- he was the nicer one. So I was like, oh, is he going to die? And that's going to be like a turning point. I don't want him to die. And I was glad he did not. But you know what I mean? He feels like the character that like they would kill. And then that makes her come back and fight instead of like leaving or something like that. Um, also, he like, crushes to death a bunch of kingpin's minions <laughs> that's another one of those man out of nowhere he's got a fucking monster truck <laughs> love it well, I don't know. do you have a weapon he's like i have something better i'm like what could possibly be better than a weapon oh he's gonna smush them to death okay 
cool. <laughs> um, and like, right? That's like two vans full. Of, he like fully oh, murdered yeah. like ten people. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of dudes with guns. And we just breeze that- by it. Um, was the the guy with the like maybe Russian German accent who we kept seeing? Who was the, the one with the bazooka at the end that gets shot? Was he from any of the previous series? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, because he was so like he felt specific, and I like you know in Hawkeye there was a lot of like wacky accents, so I was like, <laughs> is he one of the guys from Hawkeye? And he's just not saying bro a lot, but no, he just. I just hated his shirt collar. I could not get my <laughs> mind off of that in the roller rink thing. We're like. <laughs> It's like, what is this fucking weird ass? It looked like on Project Runway when they get a menswear challenge and none of them know how to do menswear. So it's just like, Duh, I don't know. That's what's... <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. No one cares about that. <laughs> Brett. Um, yeah, I don't. I yeah, I it's weird. Like, I didn't love the series, but I liked it and I'm glad that it exists. And I kind of hope I kind of hope we get a little bit more like this. But I do think this could have used and this was my this was like maybe my only complaint of Jessica Jones was I thought it was such a good premise but Jessica Jones like I think maybe there's two episodes where she solves a standalone mystery I'm like I could have used more um I think like these type of shows lend themselves to giving us a couple of like maybe even if there was like a B plot of like I don't know some like C-list villain who's who's like in town in that town yeah. who happens to already be there and she like also takes him out like I think making that a TV been. show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, that I would mean, be they like, shouldn't be ashamed. I mean, like this felt like, you know, like in the 70s and 80s and even in the 90s, like TV movies were such a thing. And like every week there was a yeah. new one and like actual like movie stars, maybe faded stars, but star the big deal. Yeah. And I'm like, this could have been you could edit out another hour from this and actually make it a tight Disney plus original Marvel spotlight movie is similar to, you know, werewolf by night. And yeah. And I, I think that, I think that what Boggs, I think that there's something to, I'm trying to think of how to say it. Like Marvel stuff. People think Marvel stuff is so high stakes. I think people got so used to every Marvel thing, mm-hmm. setting the world on fire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, like, there need to be big stories, but there also need to be small stories. Like, like if we're going to have, yeah, your average criminal is not going to be Thanos trying to swipe yeah. right. away half the world. It's going to be your kingpins. I feel like honestly, that's one of the reasons why Spider-Man is ranked as such a high super. Like he's the most popular, like that's not just me. Like that's like, he's ranked as the most popular um, yeah. superhero of all time. And I feel like a large part of that is the fact that like, he's not really linked to like, the you know the 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 sort of stuff you see in comic books where it's like the whole world's about to end he's usually linked to like he'll get your cat out of a tree he helps stop your car from hitting grandma when she's crossing the street and then also yeah he you know stumbles upon the the fact that like what you call it um vulture has some you know high plan that's about to put half the city at risk and needs to stop him as well um that's one of the reasons why i love the the, damn you know the video games because like you have this big mission that's happening and even that big mission is usually only impacting New York. Um, and then in, on the side, you'll have him, you know, you'll have someone like, hey, Spider-Man, you know, my my grandfather has dementia and I can't find him. Can you help me find him? It's like, oh, yeah, that's which is literally a, a storyline in um in uh, the, the new Spider-Man game to come out. Oh, really? But, yeah. I'm not sure if it's dementia, but basically there's a girl in, this, in the game who like loses um, her father, her grandfather, I believe it's because of old age. He like wanders off somewhere and she simply calls Spider-Man like you can swing around all of New York. Can you please help me find him? This is what he looks like. And it's like, that's the kind of shit I want to see. I don't, <laughs> you know, like yeah. wrong. I don't mind the big stuff, but it's like, it's hard to obviously do that with like the movies. Cause you have right. two or three hours. So that's what these TV shows, um, should, should inevitably be about, um, and so it's like, yeah, it's like, I I think, but unfortunately when it comes down to MCU fandom, I do think because everyone is so used now to anything MCU related being high stakes that when we do these more grounded stories, um, I mean, people say they want them, but then we see 
a right. little too much of these complaints. Like, you know, we have to be expected to see complaints because people are who they are. But it's just like, it does get to a place of like, I don't understand. Last week, you wanted more grounded stories. And this week, it's it's too boring for you when it's just someone um, trying to protect their town, you know? Because we kind of saw that about Ms. Marvel too. It's like, yeah, she's trying to protect Jersey City. That's where her, that's where her family yeah. lives. Like, she, um, so yeah. And I think that like, you know, it, it's similar to with like the Marvels of like, yeah, this was just a fun body swapping movie. Like that's all, you know, Marvel just needs to make fun movies, but people fucking want, you know, they everything, want everything to be Avengers game. They want everything. And that is not possible. And but I also yeah. think like Disney and Marvel need to realize you can spend less money. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. I don't know what the budget for echo was. It, hopefully it did. Hopefully the reshoots didn't push it like secret invasion into like, you know, most oh. expensive show ever. But I'm like, just do smaller stuff because then it doesn't have to make as much money in order for y'all to be like, it was a success. Because look at the, so, of the Netflix shows. I mean, respectfully, I'm not saying that, of course they still cost millions, but it's like, most of Jessica Jones was Kilgrave in her mind yeah. following behind her. And it was creepy as shit. It was, and it was still very, um, David Tennant, uh, he's yeah. really conniving villain in all of that. Yeah. And you didn't have to have him, you know, with, with like superpowers right. that would, would themselves cost $50 million to bring to the screen. It's like, just have the actor do their job. Um, yeah. so it's like, in, Tell a good story, man. exactly. So it's like in this clear <laughs> goal, of trying to get this like Netflix energy, which they hit it in some scenes in this show. And then there were others, you know, I would say it's, it was like, it was like 60% Disney doing what Disney does. And then 40% them trying to reiterate yeah. clearly what people loved from the Netflix, you know, content. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, I really do hope they lean more so into that because like those shows did not cost anywhere. I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying that when I don't really know the numbers, but they didn't feel like they, I mean, it was literally a camera following her behind Luke Cage and then like fighting yeah. and then Luke Cage walking around Harlem. Like I, 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 I struggle to believe they had to spend the type of money they probably had to spend on like secret evasion or even Miss Marvel trying to bring those graphics. And I love that. It's like, uh, Oh God, my brain went away. Oh no. When, when they started <laughs> the shows, I think part of the problem is like when, you know, Disney plus and Kevin Feige, like announced all these shows, they had a very, well, it's not television. We're basically doing like six part movies that are going to be like on the scale of the movies and they're going to have the budget of the movie. Like they were very like, we're not doing television, you know, which I think ended up biting them in the ass because yeah, all of your TV shows start like they weren't TV shows. And then you get uh, culminating with secret evasion, which is just like y'all tried really hard to make this look like an air quote feature film. And then you ended up having to shoot it twice because it wasn't good. Like you can be television. Like echo yeah. felt like echo. Like Ms. Marvel felt like television. She Hulk felt like television. This felt more like television. So uh, yeah, I'm just saying let's give us more scales guys. More yeah. scales. No, I, I agree with that. And I, it's weird because it's, it's so annoying, right? Because they're, Again, I even you the two shows you named, right? It's like they're taking chances with like I don't know, like of course Ms. Marvel is the one and it's like I I feel like then they can it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy if well the show didn't do well, so and it's like well but you're doing it like you're only doing like you're making sure that like the Captain Americas have like their big what and it's like I think even a character like Captain America, I like seeing having like a a one-off crime to solve that's one episode. Oh, I love that. God. You know what I mean? Like I do like because the thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is like when people a lot of the complaints, and Ashley, you say this all the fucking time too. A lot of the complaints these people have, it's like, well, you've never read a comic book. This is how comic books operate. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the fact that someone was complaining about, oh, well, they don't like why were Daredevil and Hawkeye there? And it's like, but this is still a comic book movie. Like, this is based on off a comic book. And that is how comic books like operate. Yeah, because like they you would get are, like, two pages of Wolverine randomly popping out and then he's no right. longer there. It's like, because I'm like, which honestly makes more sense. It's like, you're telling me we got like a thousand superheroes in New York City alone, like the main, right. you know, place of it. Um, like even with, when, like, you know, like 
uh, what you call it, uh, No Way Home, finally playing with the idea that like, yeah, Doctor Strange is two blocks away from you. I don't know. Maybe you could knock on his door and see, <laughs> can he help you out? Yeah. It's like you got all these people living around the corner from each other, but they don't they don't hear a green go- goblin outside. They don't they don't <laughs> they don't know New York is under siege. They're just like, oh yeah, nah, nah, Spider-Man got this. I can hang out here. <laughs> That's what I like. Imagine an MCU. I'm thinking back to Columbo. This is my brain. But like Columbo <laughs> was like once a month, you would get a new. 90 minute episode of Columbo solving a mystery. And I'm like, imagine an MCU where it's like every month you get one 45 to 90 minute, like uh, Chris Evans and, uh, and Oscar Isaac are <laughs> Captain America and Moon Knight fighting in South America. Like, and then <laughs> the next month you get Scarlett Johansson and Charlie Cox's Daredevil and Black Widow, which is something <laughs> I've been waiting for for so fucking long. But like, <laughs> I think that I, I, I don't know. Surely they're trying, but I'm like, I don't know why they haven't stumbled across the idea of like, just if you can only get these movie stars for a fucking two weeks, then shoot a two week. Yeah. I don't know. Murder. She wrote like, like, I mean, if it's that quality, I'm fine with that. I think people like, I, people do not like the Marvel, the MCU because of the special effects. They like them because of the characters and they like them because of the actors and the performance in the characters. Yeah. And I think we don't need spectacle so much as we just need story and character. And you don't actually have to spend a lot of money on that. And I would love it. I think one way to regenerate interest in the MCU would be here is Hulk and She-Hulk. You're, here, you're like, just really start mixing shit up anyway. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I I was there. Did I make this up? I feel like I remember reading a rumor, but I mean, also, right. There's like a zillion rumors and like one of every 500 are true. But like, I feel like I remember reading that they were toying with the idea of like a Marvel team up series. And I think that would be great. Like, you know, I mean, in the, in the vein of what if, where it doesn't all have to be connected, but sure. If you want to like, sure. If there wants to be like one villain that kind of repeats, sure. But like, it would be such a cool and fun way. Like, okay, Echo has to go to New York for XYZ. She teams up with Spider-Man and Daredevil for one episode. That's fucking cool. We get Jessica Jones having to team up with, I don't know, someone like super fucking random. Like, man uh, thing. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it just, for me, that's a fun way of them being able to like have these characters interact without having it to be like a big crossover event or like, Ooh, this character's going to show up in this series because like you both said, if Daredevil had been in this more, it would have become Daredevil series. And I, yeah, don't I kept that. trying to think like how the fuck, because, you know, my brain is still like, well, I'm waiting for this weird Jessica Jones like storyline <laughs> that they've been talking about. Like, how I had forgotten he about to Oklahoma. <laughs> I, I fully forgotten. You're right. I forgot that that was the rumor. Um, and I but bet I, that they shot it. Like, I honestly think that that probably did happen. But oh, they you just do? Like, uh, well, I mean, they apparently, you know, the rumors are like they shot the whole thing. And Kevin Feige was like, this is unreleasable. And then they did reshoots and edited like oh. two episodes out of it. So who knows? Oh, huh. That is interesting. I I probably would have liked a little bit more of her in New York, but I still, you know, love the supporting cast we got. Have you seen Ian's arms? He's getting swole. And even though he technically did all the work as his trainer, I'm going to take all the credit. My name is Westifer, and I'm an online wellness coach, helping people just like you figure out a nutrition, movement, and goal-setting plan that will make you feel better, and as a bonus, look better too. I've helped clients cut their cholesterol in half. I've had clients lose over 100 pounds, and I can help you on your wellness journey too. So hit me up. Follow me on Instagram at the Westifer to buy two sessions and get your first session free. I'll see you in my DM. Um, all right. Well, I guess now that we're talking about other shows instead of Echo, um, I guess we'll uh, close. <laughs> what, uh, what was what was your favorite part, Brett? Uh, I mean, I'm not. I feel like I'd be a basic bitch to say the Daredevil fight. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it did make me very, very happy. Um, but, uh, and, and I mean, God, uh, 
<laughs> I also watched it so long ago. I'll just say the Daredevil fight. I mean, I mean, there's definitely something else. Uh, whatever, anything. When Biscuits was trying to sell his PlayStation to make money to fix his grandma's truck. <laughs> That's a thread I need. I need followed up on, please. <laughs> uh, Ashley? Uh, I'll probably say the roller rink uh, fight. Um like I think, uh, it just it not only showed. Um, like I, we, we at that point we were already established the fact that she's like a good one, to, uh, you know, one on one fighter. But that was a good example of how she kind of uses like her environment. Um, yes, you know, yeah. from like even when she like would, uh, like she was take some of the like uh the arcade games and use it to like tie them up, or she'd use the balls from like the the rolling game and yeah, and yeah, ski ball man, those balls are hurt exactly. And then even before that, <laughs> when they had her tied up, you know, let's just um just the, it, it it goes back to sort of that street fighting thing that we were talking about, you know, like not yeah. everyone has access to shades that give them access to start tech, but this would be yeah. how your <laughs> street level villain. Uh, yeah, well, she is technically a villain, but this would have be this would also be a look into how your street powered, um, super powered inter- individual or something of that nature um, would still be able to take out, you know, what like a dozen or twenty bad guys by themselves type of thing. So I really liked how they, um, I liked how I liked how they choreographed and illustrated that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Mine was going to be a tie and we both are. It's the daredevil fight scene and um, the roller rink fight scene. Cause I just, I, the, the shot, I think some of the shots, they use the space in the roller rink really well with the cinematography. Yeah. Like I love the shot of the, like make America skate again wall. And then the person's come, oh. person comes flying through it. Yeah. And I have to mention this real quick. A thing that I liked about the, like, people that worked at the roller rink that set them up is they did not, they looked like regular people. Oh, I love when those two hench ladies showed up. Yes. I was like, I need a whole series with these two. (laughs) I was like very happy (laughs) that they designing women extras. (laughs) Loved it. But you know what I mean? Like I was glad they didn't look like these, like, and I don't mean this. And like, they didn't look like super fit martial arts. They didn't look like stunt people, right? Like the one was just like tiny. The one was like bigger and like, they were just people looking for money that like weren't that good of fighters. So I, I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> I love um, that. I guess uh, what grade do we give the series? Uh, Professor Smalls, you go first. <laughs> um, I, I give it a solid uh, B. I think it, okay. it's, yeah. All right. Uh, Brett? Yeah, I mean, I think that if I did not grow up with such an aversion to like C's where like C's were not acceptable in my household, I might <laughs> give a C plus, but I would probably say B minus. Like, I think it's on that cusp. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say I'm, I was, I was C plus, but then I was talking about it. I'm like, maybe I'm a B minus. Um, so yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle there. Cause like, I didn't love it, but I still don't think it's bad. Like, I think it's, and because it's short, it's like, all right. So it starts off a little slow, but it's slow for two and a half episodes. And then just the thinking back to the six weeks of my life that I spent trying to untangle secret invasion and coming Ooh. up with storylines that were so much better than what we ended up getting, <laughs> which is a dick thing, dick fan thing to say of like, my story was better than yours. <laughs> but God damn it. The story I was telling in my head actually had intrigue. Listen, it's shape shifting in it. So, God damn it. <laughs> it was a good three hours. Thank you, Echo. Uh, all right. Well, thank you all for listening. This is probably our only new main podcast feed episode for the month. Um, unless there's any other like Marvel drop that I'm forgetting, uh, we will be getting to The Magicians. Hopefully, next month is when it should premiere our coverage of that. Um, I mean, I try to make that weekly, might have a little space in between somewhere there. Um, but yeah. And should I stump for Sarah Michelle Geller's guest judging spot on RuPaul's Drag Race whenever that may happen? We don't know when that's happening, but yes, I'm going to try yeah. <laughs> to try to maybe, maybe Brett, maybe you and I will watch it like live together over. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll get in drag for it. I'll, I, I, I don't know. I mean, as right. long as it happens in the next couple of fucking weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh thank you all for listening uh if you like slayer fest 98 you can support us on patreon where you can uh get access to we're currently going through buffy season three as each episode turns 25 batman the animated series which i need to have you both on for um and eventually we'll get to x-men the animated series you can partake in our 
Zoom watch alarms. We have Zoom calls. We have our Discord. Any and all support is much appreciated. You can find SlayerFest98 on all podcasting platforms like Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and other corners of the internet. You can find us on social at SlayerFestX98. You can find me at IanXCarlos. Brett, where can everyone find you? Everyone can find me and my uh, drag alter ego, Barb Hardly, on Instagram at, at Barb Hardly and on YouTube at Barb Hardly, where I most recently counted down my top 10 Marvel Legends figures of 2023. And um, as soon as I can get into drag, I'm going to try uh, going through old Marvel comics uh, with my Ooh. green screen because I, I got a green screen for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> and also my podcast must have seen TV where I talk about old television shows, uh, which is, I do that in drag uh, on YouTube, but then you can also listen to it wherever you get podcasts must have seen TV. Brett, we should do something with more about Marvel legends together. Cause I'm like, I saw, Oh God. Um, yeah. Dayspring, who's a co-host for our angel stuff did, uh, on his power of X-Men podcast, a like best Marvel legends countdown of the year. And I was like, damn it. I want someone to have me on one of these. Cause I want to talk about my toys. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it was, that was a fun, although having to go through all my figures while in full drag was, uh, oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> Also, hard to bend over. I want you to know someone paid you a really good compliment that I meant to text you. Oh, Um, someone told me they were like, well, like Brett, you can tell is like a seasoned queen and has been doing it for a while (laughs) because knows what he's doing. And I was like, Brett will be very happy to know that because it hasn't been been a year, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah. A year of like four months. Hell yeah, yeah. It, was, it was someone I'll from take our, it. It was someone from our live show that they said that about you. Like, well, you can tell with Brett. And I was like, oh, Brett will be very happy to know this. <laughs> and Ashley, where can everyone find you? Uh, Ashley K. Small is basically anywhere on social media. I primarily am going back to be more active on TikTok, but I am unfortunately still on Twitter. <laughs> um, and I don't really post on Instagram because I don't have like any pictures, but <laughs> to, to go there, I guess. All right, everyone. Well, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.